Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. Time for another Bible Chat. I have Eric Pimit in the studio with me. I'm Brett Morani, and we are looking at the book of Acts, and I want to zero in on chapter 2. Now, Eric, one of the things you know about me is that when I was about 18 years old, I came across a teaching from a pastor I highly respected that I would listen to on the radio. He taught that upon the death of the apostles and along with the establishment of the New Testament, Revelation being given the word, that there was a cessation, there was a ceasing of certain spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he also taught that that was the kind of end of an era of miracles occurring. And so I was intrigued by this, and it, helped. it really answered a lot of my questions in regard to how come we don't see many miracles today, etc. And so I embraced this doctrine that is known as the doctrine of cessationism. And even many of my friends today still embrace the doctrine of cessationism. Perhaps some of our listeners right now, that's what they believe. But when I was 28 years old, I was challenged to try to look at the other side and listen to those who believed that the gifts of the Holy Spirit that were considered more miraculous continued throughout church history and are still available today. I actually took on that challenge believing I would prove that my belief in cessationism uh, would stand. Instead, I ended up being, if you want to say it this way, converted to a what we would call a continualist view, that the gifts of the Holy Spirit all remain through until today and are distributed by the Holy Spirit according to God's sovereign will and so Acts chapter 2 was one of the passages of Scripture. Some of our listeners might be already be thinking where I'm going to go with Acts 2, and I might actually surprise them with this. I'm not going to go to the front part of the chapter. The Holy Spirit descended, and we had all these miraculous signs, but I'm going to go to Peter's interpretation and application of Joel chapter 2, which is found in verses 16 and following. Peter in launching this sermon that resulted in the conversion of about 3,000 people, says this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And then he quotes from Joel chapter 2. And let me go ahead and read that in King James Version. And it shall come to pass in the last days, when saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Now there's many reasons why I exegetically, that is drawing out of the word, why, why I exegetically came to the conclusion that cessationism was not a valid doctrine, but rather that the Holy Spirit's gifts are still available today. There, there's many passages of Scripture, but this is one of the ones that was very significant for me, and that is that Joel says, it shall come to pass in the last days. These are the things that are going to happen, and he describes miraculous phenomena, including the distribution of the gift of prophecy upon sons and daughters, seeing visions, old men dreaming dreams. He's given the description of miraculous phenomena, and he applied it to that day. Now, here is where I have yet to find anybody who holds to the cessationist view give me an adequate explanation for what I'm about to say, and that is this. If the gifts ceased with the death of the apostles and or the completion of the New Testament canon, which is one of the arguments that's made for the cessation of miraculous sign gifts, if that is so, then when did the last days end? Because Joel applies miraculous phenomena to the last days. According to Acts chapter 2 and various other New Testament scriptures, the last days began at the start of the church, right here in Acts chapter 2. Right. 
So this is a conundrum for those who believe that the gifts, some of the gifts have ceased. Why did they cease if we're now living in the last days when it says both in Joel 2 and in Acts 2 that God is going to do these things during the last days? I went to that Bible teacher I mentioned before, and I went to several other what I would consider trustworthy and reputable Bible scholars who are cessationists and tried to see how they dealt with it. I could not find an adequate explanation. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a really good question. It says, why would they cease? I think there's two views on what the purpose of the signs are. Number one is the signs are there to validate the man, and the other one is the signs are there to edify the church. Mm-hmm. Now, if the signs are there to validate the person or the messenger, mm-hmm. you know, that, uh, well, like, for example, we see that the signs and miracles of Jesus validated Jesus's ministry, but didn't validate the ministry of other false prophets, you know, for Joseph Smith or Muhammad or someone like that. Only Jesus can do this. You know, uh, if, if the Messiah comes, will he do more miracles than these? The Jews asked about Jesus. And so the signs validated Jesus. But the other question is, is, are signs there for other things other than to validate the person? And they are. Uh, the signs are given to benefit and edify the church. Mm-hmm. And they're there to edify the person. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. He that prophesies edifies the church. And so certain uh, spiritual gifts are for y- your own benefit and strengthening and encouraging in the Lord. And other spiritual gifts are actually there to build up and edify the church. And that is Paul's teaching in 1 Corinthians uh, 12, 13, and 14. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I see that the, the the gifts are not simply there to validate the apostles, because I think that is one good thing. Uh, they do, sh- and, and as we see that in the book of Acts, the miracles that happened to the apostles, you know, when the, when the snake bit him as he comes off of the... Uh, the shipwreck, and they think, oh, mm-hmm. okay, well, the, you know, he didn't drown in the water, but God, you know, sent a, a snake to bite him, and then he shook it off into the fire. He was unharmed. That actually validated him before the eyes of the people. However, other spiritual gifts are there to actually edify and encourage the church. And uh, for example, the gift of healing. How, almost no one, even in the cessationist camp, puts the book of James, if any man is sick, let him call for the elders of the church and they will anoint him with oil and uh, lay hands on the prayer of faith. She'll raise him up and if he's committed any sins, they'll be forgiven unto him. So we have, uh, most people continue to pray for healing, even though we're not gonna always expect a, a miraculous supernatural healing. We always know that God can and that at times God does. My own and, and my just insert yeah. something. I, you, you said the gift of healing. I, I would I would just want to clarify that and, and bring a, a, a little correction there. Nowhere in the New Testament does it say anything about a gift of healing. It's always the plural gifts of healings. Healings. Because yes. one of the criticisms I get from friends of mine who still hold the cessationist view is, well, if you had the gift of healing, you go around healing everybody. I say, well, the Bible never talks about the gift of healing. They say, they say I don't believe in the gift of healing. That's for today. And I say, I don't either. And they're like, what? <laughs> I thought you said you're not a cessation. I said, I don't believe the gift of healing is for today. I don't think there's any one person that has this gift and can walk around and heal everybody. And by the way, the New Testament doesn't say anything about that either. When it talks about the gifts, if you look, some of the translations get this wrong in, in chapters 12 through 14. When it's listing the gifts, it'll say the gift of healing. If you look in the Greek, it's gifts, plural, of healings. Plural. Yes, that's exactly right. I've even pointed that out myself in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I know for a fact that I have. Oh, you're exactly right. There is a, a need for us to recognize that healings that occur in different ways. Now, what I was going to say was that there are also certain times and seasons of revival. I, be- I became a Christian during a time of revival mm-hmm. in which supernatural activities occurred more frequently than they normally do. And when God sends a 
period of revival or, or a season in which the Holy Spirit is poured out in power among, uh, on a, a territory or a nation or a culture, uh, you see things that you don't normally see. And I was uh, blessed to be converted during a time that the Holy Spirit was moving more powerfully and more evidently uh, with uh, miraculous signs mm-hmm. and times. The seasons of revival don't last forever. Right. And, and, and it's important. Uh, I've been a Christian for over 40 years, and I've been able to see the times of revival and also the times of normal and even, you know, coldness and deadness uh, at times. I've been able to see the nation in a, a state of slumber, but I've also been able, been able to see people in a state of spiritual awakeness. And uh, God does what he wants. As, as Jesus said, the spirit blows where he wills. Yes, that's a great point. You also have the, the language in, in the gifts section of chapters 12 through 14 of 1 Corinthians where it says there's varieties of gifts. You know, Some gifts are, I think, employable all the time by believers, even when they're not walking in the Spirit. But I think there's other gifts that aren't necessarily always accessible. Gifts of healings would be one of those, in my mind, that God sometimes gives gifts of healings when you pray, and sometimes he doesn't distribute or give those gifts. And the Bible talks, for example, about the gift of administration. The gift of administration is a supernatural gift of management and a supernatural gift in which people know how to uh, correctly handle humans, handle people in in, in a way that maximizes their uh, impact for the kingdom of God and also maximizes whatever God intends for them to have. doesn't necessarily maximize your income or (laughs) makes you healthy and wealthy, but it it uses things in a wise and discerning way. And that was one of the first questions that Solomon asked was, you know, help me to govern this people. Give me a gift of discernment. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Circling back to the original point, um, one of the reasons that I believe that all the gifts are continuing for today or available for today and however God distributes that and how in seasons of revival, as you mentioned, uh, he will perhaps pour more out than other times and and make that manifest more than others. But why I don't think it ended back then is we are living in the last days and have been since then. And the Lord promises in the last days, I will pour out my spirit and miraculous stuff will occur. Amen. No, I've seen it. I know it's true. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. It is copyrighted by Brett A. Mirani, 2022.